Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Monday. This is the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. Hell of a super wild card weekend, and we're not done. Four down, two more to go. We got Steelers Bills in a blizzard today. Eagles Bucks in the nightcap. We will preview both of those games at length. Eagles sideline reporter and well-known Philly area broadcaster Herod. Howard Eskin will join us in about 45 minutes. We'll also get Bills reporter Dan Fates on the line in hour two and our regular spots from Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata, as well as former NFL wide receiver turned VEASAN analyst Mike Pritchard. Now that I have gotten the business out of the way, the D in Big D stands for Dunzo, Michael. Please help me make sense of what happened yesterday with Dallas. Oh, my, my. I, I, I think the only way you can make sense of it is the fact that you realize that since they've won their last Super Bowl, this is franchise has a 54% winning percentage. And they're 5-13 and 13 in playoffs since then. And I think if you watch the Dallas, if you watch the later game, you saw two teams that have mental and physical toughness. And it's no accident. It's no accident at all that Matt LaFleur took the ball. And basically said to the Cowboys, you guys are nothing but front runners. If mm. we get in the lead, you'll fold like a cheap tent. And he did. Yeah. He did. He called their bluff. And they folded like a cheap tent. Like they have no mental fortitude to them. And all this conversation about how things have changed, nothing's changed. You know, they're 12 and 5, great year. But when the chips are down and they need to make a play or they need to have the mental toughness to win a close game, tell me when they've done right. it. I mean, they get the call against Detroit, can't win the close game in Miami, get run out of Buffalo. Like, you know, great, you beat Washington. You, you know, great, you beat the Giants. Great, you know, but tell me you beat, the Ram- you beat the Chargers in Los Angeles. That was a tough game. To me, every time you turn around, when you get to the playoffs, this team has no mental toughness. They're not ready to take the game to another level. Think about it, Stormy, the second game. The Lions gained 86 yards in the second half. They scored three points, and somehow, some way, they came out the winner. 
Yeah, imagine if I told you that before the game that that was going to be the, the stat line for Detroit in the second half, and I told you they won. You'd be stunned. But they did they right. did their work in the first half, and they handled business to close things out in a one-point win there. As for the, the Packers-Cowboys game, 48-32 is our final, but it was not that close. There were some empty calorie stat padding later on in the game. Green Bay led by as many as 32. So Packers win straight up as a seven-point dog. Total goes way over the 52-and-a-half. And I love that you mentioned Green Bay, instead of you know doing the normal deferring when you win the coin toss like we typically see. They say, no, we're going to take the ball first. We're going to quiet down this building. They took the air out of the place, ran it down their throats. And this is now Mm -hmm. the ninth straight game they've scored the first touchdown of the game. And at no point was it a game. You look at the the play-by-play, first seven offensive drives, touchdown, punt, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Oh, and by the way, the defense also had a pick six in that span as well. It was remarkable. I think to me, too, when I watched, when I was watching it, I, I felt like McCarthy didn't know what he was getting into here. Like we said yesterday on the air that this was going to be a track meet. We liked the over in mm-hmm. the game. It was going to be a track meet because both teams could move the ball. I, I wasn't sure what team could get control of the game at any point, even if it got out of hand. I, even when it was 20 to nothing, I didn't think they were going to lose control of the game. I thought they could get back in it. And when McCarthy was, like, trying to matric- go three plays, three plays, first down, th- like, I think he didn't realize that if we punt this ball back to them, they can score on us. Like, we can't cover them. I don't think he understood the matchup of his defense against their offense. I certainly did. Mm-hmm. I certainly did. I knew they could pass protect, and I knew Love was playing great. Now, did I think that they could win outright? No, because I felt like the Cowboys could win the game in the fourth quarter. But with no pass rush – we saw how bad the Cowboys secondary operate. They, they're not going to cover those guys one-on-one. And Love was able to move around the pocket enough to get away from the rush. And once they got tired, I mean, once the Cowboys got tired, it was over. It was over. And so there, there's a lot wrong than just Dak played bad. There's a lot wrong with Dallas other than McCarthy's not supposedly not a great. There's more to it. This, to me, seems institutional a little bit in the sense that the team's not ready or trained to be ready for playoff time. And when you're a 54% win percentage team over the last since the last Super Bowl mm-hmm. in the 90s, that's pretty, that's, that, that's pretty telling. Yeah, it's been... 30 years since they have played in, in a conference championship game. Dak Prescott now 2-5 and five in the playoffs. He also falls to 1-5 and five with 10 picks in his career against Green Bay. But Jordan Love makes a statement. You talk about that Dallas defense not being able to do anything. He has 270 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. His last nine games now, 21 touchdowns, one interception. He's been accurate as can be, been so good, and he beat everything that the Cowboys pass rush threw at him. Listen to these different situations. 10 of 13, 83% for 143 yards when they sent four or fewer rushers. Threw three touchdowns against the Blitz, seven of eight for 169 yards and two touchdowns when pressured. It's like no matter what you did, this kid was able to have success. They put up 48 points. It's the most points that Dallas has allowed in a playoff game ever in their franchise history. And because you mentioned the Mike McCarthy aspect of it, obviously that's a huge question. Is he going to survive this? And immediately after the game, Jerry Jones had just about every single media member in that building around him. Here's what he had to say. Really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss, uh, uh, but this uh, uh, seems like the uh, the, the most uh, painful uh, because uh, we all had such 
great expectation and we had hope for this team. I won't get into uh, any uh, of the uh, addressing of any aspects of it, any part of it, uh, from um, the coaching to the players to what's around the corner. Uh, uh, on a personal basis, I'm, I'm floored. He hasn't said yet, but it's something that will be addressed. And we've seen people already saying, is Bill Belichick going to be the head coach of the Cowboys <laughs> next week? What do you think? Well, I mean, look, everybody has a sense that there's a mutual respect between Jerry and Bill and whether they can work out an agreement or an understanding. Parcells was there for three years. He went 10 and 6, 6 and 10, 9 and 7, 9 and 7 in his four years there. So, you know, can it work? I don't know. And, and certainly Bill will have a conversation with Parcells if this ever comes to, to fruition or their interest on both sides. But the bigger issue here is, you know, what does Jerry do with Mike McCarthy? Because he had his best season with Dak Prescott. You just don't discard that. There's something to consider there. But the bigger issue is, does the team have confidence in Mike to win the next big game? Because this was such a meltdown. This was such a horrible game that the locker room has to have doubts. And one thing we know, when the noise on the outside is so prevailing – and the players reading this, that Mike's not a good coach. Mike does this. Mike does that. And frankly, when you look at the team, not that it's all Mike's fault, there is some issues here with are we holding the players accountable? Are we in good shape? Can we win close games? And those answers seem to fall on the lap of Jerry and Mike. So I think it's a little harder to bring Mike back and say we're going to run it back. Now let's put this in perspective, right? He fired, Jerry fired Chan Gailey, if you remember when he was the head coach of the Cowboys, after a wild, cost, wild card loss in the losing round. He fired Wade Phillips midseason after a divisional t loss. Okay? So he went to, the, and, then he hired, and then he promoted Jason Garrett. Then he fired Garrett a year after losing the division game. So typically in two of the three, fire, now he fired Campo, immediately after the season, but Campbell was five and 11, two years, in, three years in a row. That wasn't hard. Parcells quit. So most of the firings are usually after a bad season, but he has done it with Gailey after a wild card loss. Well, and with, with Mike McCarthy, Michael, I think that's what makes the situation that much more frustrating is we know that they're a great regular season team. Like, they are the first team in NFL history to win 12 games in three straight years and fail to make the conference championship in any of them. It's That's what makes it so tough to swallow, and you could hear it in Jerry Jones's voice post-game saying, like, that, that this makes it such a disappointment. They thought that they were built to win a Super Bowl this year, and eventually, like, the money is going to catch up with these guys. You're going to bring Dak Prescott back? How much are you going to have to pay him? Uh, add in CeeDee Lamb to that fold? Add in Micah Parsons? Like, that's $100 million in three guys, Michael. Yeah, I mean, they're going to become the Rams, right? They're going to have a lot of high-priced players, four, five, six guys, and then it's going to have to be all minimum salary guys. And you're going to have to have a coach that can develop young talent. I mean, you're not going to have the luxury of having – Brandon Cooks at a high number and Gilmore at a high number. You're going to give that money? I mean, Jerry said it this summer when, when Zach Martin was holding out. I, I got some heavy yeah. people to pay here coming up. And so you know that's coming down the road. And if you're a coach going into this situation, you know you have to win now. But can you? I mean, we saw yesterday, and the Rams are a good example. Look, I think the Rams are a great story. 
but they got decimated. They were getting beat up in that game. I don't know if they would have been able to ring, answer the bell this week, the way Stafford was gotten hit, their injuries, all that stuff. So you need depth in the league. I mean, Belichick has never been a part of a program that has three or four guys who make all the money and then everybody mm -hmm. else doesn't. That's right. never really worked within the Patriot framework. Could it work? I don't know. I think we have to see. But this team has got cap issues. And for whatever you think of Prescott, they're trapped. They're going to pay him. He's also never had to work with an owner that has a weekly spot on a radio show and that he would have to answer questions about in a press conference the following week or a player that has a podcast like Micah Parsons does. I think that would just be a whole like would he clamp that down and be like, guys, we can't be doing this. Would he make that philosophical change in the organization? I wonder if he were to go there. I mean, that's why I, it's hard for me to see it from yeah. from my shoes here. But look, when two people get in the room, and, and, and I'll give you the greatest Parcells line about Jerry that I've ever heard. He said, look, Jerry Jones can talk a cat off the top of a fish truck. And so when you've got that kind of salesmanship, anything goes. Impressive. Uh, we'll continue this conversation throughout the day, but a huge win for the Detroit Lions yesterday, their first playoff victory in 30 years. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL postseason and Super Bowl, our VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. That'll get you access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for each and every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up today. You'll get your first 30 days for only $9.99. See everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is how you can sign up. Welcome back 
to the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you. I can still hear the sound of Cowboys <sighs> fans breaking TVs all across the country. Oh my God. But also there's this other faint celebratory sound I hear of Lions fans, Michael, who should just be the happiest and most elated people in the world right now. First playoff win in 32 years as they beat the Rams last night, 30, uh, 24 to 23. You know, it was so great to see because I think what most football fans in this generation in the last 25, 30 years don't realize what a great football town Detroit is, how much those fans love football, the Lions, the history of the Lions, that franchise, which you have to go back to the 50s with Buddy Parker when they won titles. So it's good to see the passion. I mean, how about that guy that they showed who's been a season ticket holder? He's in his 90s now. Has a Mr. Benjamin Game sitting Cap. there. Yeah, love it. You know, I mean, there's there's dedication. There's true dedication. So it was good to see that. And and I thought it was a game when you watched. I don't know how you felt about it, but I'm not sure the best team won the game. I'm not because I think the Rams just couldn't convert in the red zone. It really became the Rams are 0 for 3 and 0 for 1 on goal to go in the red zone, 0 for 3 overall, and the Lions were 3 for 3 and 2 for 2. I mean, the Lions – Gain 86 yards in the second half. They both have 55 plays. They both are three for nine on third down. And the Rams held them to 86 yards in the second half and three points in the third quarter. And that's it. And yet they just couldn't make a play in the red zone. They couldn't get it in there. I mean, this is going to be a game that haunts Sean McVay yeah. forever. They got a third and four right on the fringe. You think they're going to win the game, right? You think they're going to win the game here and – Haverstein can't block. Hutchinson gets called for holding third and 14. The next play, he can't block him again. He's got to step up in the pocket. And look, uh, Puka got held. There's no question about that. He got pulled. They didn't call it. But, you know, it was a tough play. If they get seven or eight yards, you know they're going for it on fourth down, right? Or at least maybe try the kick. And then once they punted, I thought Campbell recognized the situation and knew with only one timeout, even Mike Tirico said it, All they need is two timeouts, the game's over. Two first downs and the game's over. They got the 11-yard pass over in the flat to Montgomery and then the catch by St. Brown, and all of a sudden the game's over. Because you mentioned the red zone struggle specifically, how surprising is that to you? Because especially down the stretch, the way that the Rams were playing, like that was an area that we know had been successful for them and a Lions defense that it was nothing to write home about this year. So I was pretty shocked by that, to be honest with you. I I was really shocked, but I think it proves to – now, Goff did it, and he was very good, but it proves to me the more – the lack of mobility down there by the the quarterback and not separating the defense, forcing them to move, creates problems. And then when you don't have the power to run the ball – the Rams try to run it in, right? The Rams try to run it in, and they couldn't. You know, that's a hard team to run the football on. And, you know, look, the Rams were were one of the best red zone teams in all of football. They're fourth in the league going into that game. And they couldn't get it, again, because there's tough to block up front. They're in a five-man line, you know, up there in the in the goal line. They incur- they wanted them to try to throw it, to, to throw it because they weren't going to let them run it in. And when you can't run it in, all of a sudden the spacing's harder. And if your quarterback's not a movement guy, they tried the screen. That didn't work. Then they tried the wheel route to, to – to Cooper Cup, who really, let's be honest here, Cooper Cup, for as great as Puka Nakua was in the game, Cup's five catches for 27 yards. He didn't do anything. He he was more of a decoy than he was the actual player. And when you only have one guy you're taking out, 
it becomes easier to play in the red zone. How crazy is that to think about? A guy who won the Triple Crown as a receiver a couple years ago is a decoy now because of what the rookie fifth-round pick Puka Nakua has done this year. A hundred, 181 receiving yards, the most by a game for a rookie in NFL postseason history, just adding to the historic rookie season that he had this year, continues to, to set standards and break records. And Matt Stafford, despite the loss, still a, a really good day from him, 367 yards, two touchdowns, and he was gutsy. We talk about his toughness all the time, but the bloody hand, the hit where like, it looked like he was concussed. I was stunned that he went back into the game, but uh, me too. Me too. So do I'm not trying to like sound bad or sound funny here, Michael, but do we have just different playoff concussion protocol than we do in the regular season? Like, or what's going on here? We clearly have different protect the quarterback rules. I mean, Mahomes probably got hit. They called roughing there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that wasn't roughing on Stafford. I have no yeah. idea. Like his, like that was a late hit. You know, and so you don't know. I mean, they, you know, each game is different because, again, this is not, this is an all star cruise. They're not one crew, right? So they're all star crews. But like Cup, well, let's go back to Cup for a second. I mean, all year, Cup has had a hard time. He's 95 targets, 59 catches. He's below 50% catch success, which is really bad. And when you look at it, Nakua's got 160, tar- he was the main guy in their offense. Like, this is no longer Cup's offense. And Cup, you know, tr- God love him, he tries hard. But when they don't, you lose him, and then you don't have the tight end. You don't have, you know, you lose the running back, who I thought he had a concussion, but then we saw his hand. They don't have Higby in the goal line. They don't have the runner. It, the, the injuries mounted on, on the Rams in the game. And I think it's a perfect example of when you are so depleted on your cap, you only have so many guys that contribute. You don't have those middle-level players to fill in. Also, from a scoring standpoint, we talked about how in the the Packers-Cowboys game, we both liked the over. I told you that I was going to do a a total teaser yesterday, and I was going to bring both of the totals down and take the over on them. This game, the entire first half, I mean, 38 (laughs) points in the first half. People are like, oh, man, clear over. Even with that thing getting bet up all the way to 54, you only have the three field goals in the second half. So even my teaser over, I was sweating because it was over 46 (laughs) and a half for the game. We get 47, so we cash the ticket, but I did not expect to be sweating out that second half the way that I did at all. I didn't either, but, but you know, give credit to Aaron Glenn. Great job adjusting. He gave up yards in the second half, no question. But red zone defense, yep. he played well. And really give credit to Raheem Morris. 86 yards in the second half, only five first downs he allowed, two on the last drive of the game. I mean, to me... If you're watching the games and you're saying, who do I want to be my next head coach based on what I'm watching, based on the, 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 the adjustments, the coaching, how the players are playing, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go interview Raheem Morris tomorrow morning. I mean, that to me seems like somebody that if I'm going to start, if I were Tennessee, that's who I would hire. You know, if I were a team that was not interested in the Belichick-Vrabel situation, then I would go hire him because, look, that adjustment to golf did not play well in the second half. He took away their run game. They ran the ball effectively. You think, oh, they're really going to start running. No, not so fast. He got that handled. They played better. I mean, they, for the first half, there was like no punting. And all of a sudden, the second half became a punt fest. So I was really impressed with that. And I think you can't ignore it. Whereas Dan Quinn, you know, he's rumored to have these jobs. Okay. That's Michael. That, got, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. I was going to say, does Dan Quinn's Seattle interview get canceled? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it does because he's so well liked up there by everybody in the building. But 
you know, why is he a hotter candidate for them in Seattle than Raheem Morris? Yep. Why? I mean, if I were John Snyder, I wouldn't be go into it with a closed mind. I'd say, okay, I'm going to bring in people. I mean, Raheem Morris was not successful as a first-time head coach. Dan Quinn was to a degree, took his team to a Super Bowl, and then lost 28-3 to the lead. But, you know, and, and I'm not trying to kill him on one game because I think what Dan Quinn was trying to do was he was trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. He was trying to fix some so – he was taking parts from one car and putting them in another car to fix it. That Dallas defense – for all the conversation and how talented they are, they really have a couple really good players, and then they're not that talented. Mm. The uh, the Packers, by the way, who win that game, now getting nine and a half points against the San wow. Francisco 49ers, which, like, do, does that seem a little bit high? That seems so disrespectful right? to me. Like, I don't get that, right? Like, I thought it was a trap. Like, when it was seven, seven and a half last week, I thought that just seems way too much. And then I, when I ran my numbers, it was like seven, one, okay. But then I think what happens is you, 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 can't, you can't take away all the good things Green Bay has done over the last couple of weeks. Look, do you really think, and you know this team as well as anybody, do you really think the 49ers corners can cover these receivers for Green Bay? Well, especially now that you don't have Talanoa Hufunga in the defensive backfield either. Like, I, I have a lot of concerns about it. I think that the nine and a half tens that are out there feels like a lot. I'm curious to push this conversation further with Thomas Gable, who's going to join us next, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata. What would this number have been had Green Bay not dominated to the extent that they did against the Packers? Like, are they thinking that this is a 13-point spread initially and it got brought down because of how good they played? I mean, the quarterback's playing at a blue-chip level, right? Yeah. He's playing as good as a top-five quarterback. I don't know how it can be that many points. And, and they're going to move the ball on, on San Francisco. As good as they are, they will move the ball. Well, and as good as they are, and as much as I, I obviously love this 49ers team, like potentially a little bit of rust, too, having the week off. Yeah. I don't know. So um, we'll continue this conversation. Also, with the win, the Lions are now guaranteed to host either Philadelphia or the Bucks in the next round. We'll get those potential odds from TG when we come back. There is only one way to properly start your morning, and it is with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with our free VEASAN daily newsletter. Letter. Bill 80 is up bright and early every single day, getting you the news and notes, betting updates you need, get expert analysis, as well as the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox, absolutely free every morning. VEASAN.com slash newsletter is how you can subscribe. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you as we welcome you into this Monday edition of the Lombardi Line. Time now to welcome in great friend of the show, Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata out there in Atlantic City. After what has been a busy two days as we start this super wild card weekend, still two more games to come, which we'll discuss in a moment. But how'd you guys do over there at the Borgata, especially when it comes to this Packers-Cowboys game, which I know a lot of people liked the Packers to be competitive in this game, but I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, from the way the, the money was flowing in, no. I would I would <laughs> say you were correct on that story. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody, uh, a reporter on Friday, and I, I said, you know, we're just previewing the wild card games. And I said that that particular game there, if somehow the Packers can win that game, that's going to make the weekend for every sports book in the country. And it came, and it came to fruition. Um, certainly made our weekend uh, with that. And because you had so many money line parlays, teasers that just flowed into the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, as you said, some people, 
we're expecting the Packers to at least be competitive, possibly cover this, the spread, uh, but to win that game outright for Green Bay, it was just a monster result for the sports books, uh, us included. And the other three games actually all won our way as well. Uh, the full games. I mean, we did lose some markets there on first half or second half uh, in particular games, but um, every single one of the four games that have been played so far in this wild card round have actually gone our way. So uh, we've been very, very happy with the results so far. And we've got two more here uh, coming up uh, just in this afternoon, uh, starting in a couple hours from now. Did you ever think about moving the line down? I mean, I kept waiting for it because I thought there would be late action on Green Bay, but it never it never manifested. TG, there was no. it stayed mm-hmm. set. Once it got to seven, it never moved. No, and that was and that was the most heavily bet game uh, of the weekend by far. Was that Packers Cowboys game? Uh, certainly more handled than than any of the others. Um, you know, you saw late Miami money against the Chiefs, which which was uh, uh, a little surprising to me. I, I wasn't expecting Miami money to come in the way that it did on that. Um, yesterday, it was a lot of Detroit money that showed up here. Uh, it was early Rams money in the week. Yesterday, it was all Detroit money. So, But the, the Packers money, it, you know, it was kind of here and there, but certainly nobody was taking them on the money line. And, um, and again, just when you add in all those parlays and all the teasers, it was just so big, uh, for the Cowboys to lose outright. And obviously they have, uh, some decisions now to make, um, as far as coaching and, and personnel go. Yeah, we are waiting very, very patiently to see if we get any of that Mike McCarthy news <laughs> here here coming up. Uh, TG, when it comes to pushing this game forward and the Packers now getting set to head out to Levi Stadium and play the San Francisco 49ers this week, we're, we're seeing largely double digits, 10-point spreads uh, around town. Yeah. And what would what would you have made this spread, let's say, yesterday prior to the game? If I told you Green Bay was going to win and they're going to play San Francisco, would that number have been 10, or was, did the way that they beat Dallas impact that number? Well, Green Bay, I've actually, after yesterday's game, taking into account yesterday's game, I, I moved them, their power rating up a full three points from December 18th, from where they were at December 18th. So uh, within a month, they moved a full three points uh, and I was even leaning, even the way that they looked yesterday, I was leaning towards making that 10 and a half uh, against the Niners. Now, 10 is where we decided to open it. Um, I saw some nine and a half, I guess, uh, on the open, but um, I, it certainly would have been higher. I think if, if they had just eked out a win over Dallas, it might have been 10 and a half, but uh, somewhere around that, I don't think it would have been much, much higher being able to beat Dallas uh, and moving on like that, uh, it it probably would have been right around that same range. And and how about today? Like, how are you treating the – did you, first of all, talk about the rules. Did you take the game off your book, refund, and then rebook the game once it moved? And then where are are you on the over-under on this total, and where are you getting hit? So the Bill Steelers game, if you had bet that earlier in the week, it is action uh, here. Now it is important uh, to check the the house rules wherever you bet this game because uh, every book varies on their house rules in, in terms of when there's there's movement. So our particular rule uh, for this is if the game is played within seven days, 
at the same site, the tickets are action. So, of course, this game being played uh, just one day later in Buffalo, it's fine. Now, in terms of the movement, uh, still Bills are 10-point favorites, but the total is really what has been impacted. It was 33-and-a-half when that game got uh, moved to today. And we reopened at 37 and a half. Now it's up to 38 and a half. Uh, so, and we are getting money here coming in on the over uh, at this point. So uh, obviously the weather, weather conditions have improved. If you bet that game early, expecting uh, the very poor uh, blizzard-like conditions that uh, would have been the case yesterday. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, unfortunately, uh, the house rules dictate that that bet stands. Uh, now you don't really have a very good number in your pocket. Uh, if you had, you know, were betting 34 and a half under or under 33 and a half prior to the game being moved, uh, it's uh, it's just one of those things. But right now, the the over today is uh, has been been getting bet. Still feels like a, a big spread in a low total game, which, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, how about this Eagles-Bucks game? Philadelphia obviously favored in this spot, despite the, the struggles that they have had down the stretch. Lost five of their last six games outright. Jalen Hurts dealing with a little bit of an injury, but Baker Mayfield pretty ding- dinged up on the other side. How's it getting played at the Borgata? Well, no surprise here. It's uh, it's People are still betting Philly, even though... Uh, they continue to call for Nick Sirianni's job, and uh, you know, want to want to run it's him out of town, just like uh, it's, you know. It's but they're they're still forking it over on the Eagles here. So, uh, you know, it, it's interesting when you look at this Eagles team, and you can say, okay, yeah, they've lost five out of the last six. That one win in that time frame was against the Giants on Christmas night. They could have very easily lost that game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, was not in for that full game, um, and you look at Eagles probably should have lost that first Dallas game. Kansas against Kansas City certainly could have lost. Take your pick, Washington, New England. This very easily, this Eagles team could have been an eight-win team this season and missed the playoffs. The, the fact that they're even here in this spot and able, if they win here. Obviously, they'll go to Detroit, uh, where they'll probably be a three to a three and a half point dog uh, if they advance there. Um, it, it's kind of amazing because this team in literally a blink of an eye, I think could have been an eight win team. Uh, and we would be having a completely different narrative. I realize the fans are, are calling for Sirianni's job, but I don't think that's very likely. Even if they lose here, I don't think it's very likely that he's going to be out of the job. Yeah. I, I can't buy that. We have, we have Howard, <laughs> we have your good friend Howard coming on in, in the next block. We're, well, obviously we're going to ask him that, but I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that, you know, guy takes you to the Super Bowl, guy takes you to, you know, lose a wild card. I, I, I can't, but I understand the Eagle fans expect more, and, and I agree with you. I, I just don't have any confidence that Baker Mayfield's healthy to take advantage of the Bucks uh, of the Eagles' bad defense. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have, you have Baker compromised. Obviously, you have Hurts. Hurts uh, had an uh, injured finger there on his throwing hand. Um, no, uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. This is the first look we're going to see of him since the, the last time we saw him, he was leaving on crutches and in a boot. So there's a lot of injuries that are playing into this game. And, uh, and really when the wild card pairings came out, uh, for my money, this was probably the hardest handicap 
of all the wild card games was this particular Eagles and Bucks game. TG, we're about to hit the break, but before we let you go, where's your, your biggest liability for the Super Bowl right now? Well, Miami was our biggest, so so getting them out of there was, was great for us. Um, of the remaining teams that are still alive, obviously we have liability on the Eagles. Steelers, we have some. Uh, and Green Bay, we have a little bit. But otherwise, we're in pretty good shape with, with everybody else. Good stuff. Appreciate Love you it. taking the time with us. Thanks, TG. All right, give my best to Howard. Yes. Oh, we will. <laughs> That's Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata. And as he said, yes, Howard Eskin coming up next. Sideline reporter, uh, sports talk radio host, talking all things Eagles. Philly sports area legend coming up next. The King Michael, your good friend. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason, is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs that much more electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that code VEGAS, B-E-G-A-S. The crown is yours. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you as we continue. Our Bucks eagles conversation is Super Wild Card Weekend. Carries over to Monday and for a Philly team that started the season 10-1 and one, like a cookie and milk. They have crumbled down the stretch. What will happen tonight to help us break it all down? We bring in Howard Eskin, the go-to guy for all things Philly sports, host and sideline reporter for all Eagles broadcasts. You can hear him on Sports Radio 94 WIP, as well as Fox 29 Philly on the TV side. And you and Michael go way back, so maybe I should just let the bromance flourish for a moment. Welcome in, Howard. Uh, hey, thanks. And by the way, I'm not big with cookies and milk. I just like the cookies um, oh. without the milk. And I'm good with take. that. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Hot> take. <laughs> Howard, the, 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 everybody, Thomas Gable just told us 
Everybody at the Borgata is trying to get Sirianni fired as they place their bets on the Eagles to cover the three points today. Is there really <laughs> – there's a lot of conversation, right, about the Eagles could fire Sirianni if he doesn't win today. Are you buying that? Well, yeah, but you got to look where the conversation comes from. It comes from uh, WIP. It comes from the fans that call WIP. And it's just – it's a circle of – People just throwing throwing things out there. Uh, if they get beat, if the Eagles get beat tonight, forty nine to nothing, yeah, th- then there's a chance. Otherwise, I don't think Sirianni's going to get fired. And I think it's just it's uh, I, I call it an opinion. People call it a hot take. Uh, the writers kind of just need something to write other than just a playoff game against Tampa. Uh, I saw uh, a couple of things that Tim McManus from, and I'm going to call him out. Tim McManus from ESPN writes, the coaching situation with Nick Sirianni is in play. What the hell does that mean? In play. That, that's like a vague, non-descript uh, thing. And then he, uh, he talks, uh, I heard him on ESPN, where he said the locker room was subdued this week. I've been in that locker room every day that we're allowed in there, just like he is. And it's the same win lose. And Saturday, I couldn't even hear myself. They're playing music and singing. And today uh, they're all smiling. I, I don't know where, but it's again, just to create this image of there's a problem there. And when you lose, Mike, you know, this, when you lose, how can people be happy? All right. Nobody's yeah. happy. Does that mean it's the coach's fault? Where are the players accountable? Uh, Jalen Hurts is not as good a quarterback this year as he was last year. I, I think he'll be a good quarterback, but he's not as good. Uh, the defense is got all kinds of issues. They lost two, three linebackers, actually two safeties. The corners aren't as good as they were last year. So that's, uh, that's an issue. So, but it always goes back to the coaches, the offensive line for the Eagles, I think is good, but I don't think they're as good as they were last year. So when you look at all these things, yeah, there's all this talk. And again, players may not be happy that they're obviously shouldn't be happy if they're losing but I don't know that it goes directly to the coach, but there will be, there's no question. There'll be changes within the coaching staff. And that always happens when you have these kind of issues, uh, especially the way it's happened at the end of the season. So as far as today goes, uh, a two and a half point, three point favorite, depending on, on where you look for the game today against the Bucks. Like, is there a switch to be flipped for this Eagles team coming into the game? Or we always hear Bill Parcells, the quote, you are what your record says you are, and that's one in five over the last six games. Is Are they able to win and win at margin and show what they're made of in this game against a, an injured quarterback in Baker Mayfield on the other side? Well, using that analogy, they're 11 and six. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah, and, and here's one of the things that Nick Sirianni has tried to emphasize this week. You got to remember who you were and the way you played and the toughness you had. Now, does that translate to today's players to go out and play a better game? I think the matchup that the Eagles have against Tampa is the best one they could have had in the NFC. Uh, Tampa's they're they're okay. Uh, I don't think they're special. And honestly, I I like the Eagles laying the three. 
It's not called gambling if it wasn't gambling. If it was that easy, you would never call it gambling. If it's that easy to take the points with Tampa, why aren't people taking the points? It's kind of stayed a solid three in most places. So, I again, you still have to go out and play the game, and the Eagles have to play. They really do have to play better. But one, hey, the way they played at the end of the season was terrible, was terrible. Uh, but the defense – didn't play even close to good enough. It was, they were, they were brutal too. And then you're always falling behind. And then Jalen hurts. He holds the ball too long. And I know they work all these people that say, well, the coaches don't coach him up. They coach him up all the time, but the quarterback or whoever and the quarterback obviously is the key figure here has got to get rid of the ball. If teams are going to send the blitz, there's always a hot read, and you've got to get rid of the ball. And the other thing, he's got, had more turnovers this year than he's had uh, in the last two seasons. So I, I, uh, I, I you know, you, you look at a lot of different things, and uh, I don't think they are what that record was at the end of the year. I think they're somewhere in between what they were early when they were 10 and one, and then the way they fell off at the end of the season when they were one and five. But uh, if they win tonight, then a lot of the commotion slows down. And then uh, I wonder what talk radio and what these writers are going to write. It's just, it'll be lost. I don't know how the hell they're going to figure this out. But again, that's just me taking a shot at people just taking a shot. If you understand what I'm saying. What is Hertz's health? I mean, we saw him with the finger against the Giants. It didn't look good. You were obviously at practice. They say he's good, you know, but they've been saying his knee's fine too. Last year, 17.9% of the time he made tacklers miss. This year, that's down to 4% of the time. So we know there's something wrong with his lower body. How about the finger? What, what do we think on that? I think he's fine. I mean, I, I watch how he grips the ball. How he throws it, it, that's, you know, that's his decision making and how he throws it. But the way he's gripped the ball, I, it's fine. Uh, it just, everybody's got little bumps and bruises. I mean, the thing, the only thing the finger will be is an excuse. Uh, I don't think it's anything like that. Missing A.J. Brown obviously is not good, but for one game, I think you're going to see other players because of that for one game step up and Devontae Smith could have a really good game or should have a really good game, but the other receivers are going to step into, and I'm sure they're going to try to run the ball uh, a little bit more, but the reality is the injuries cannot be an excuse for this game. And it can't be an excuse for Jalen hurts. And I think what teams are doing, the other, there's a lot of other coaches that aren't stupid. Um, uh, you know, I'll exclude Mike McCarthy from that comment. Uh, but the reality is they figure out they've taken away the edges. So the RPOs and the edges are being taken away. I don't know if he's as fast as he was before. And I don't know if that's because of the injury. I, I it, It's hard to figure out. I, I see him run around in practice and not that much. We don't see that much. But And I see him walk around in the locker room. I see no limp. I see nothing that indicates that there, that there is a problem there. And obviously, he doesn't want to get hurt. Uh, but no, I'm not going to use injuries as any reason that the Eagles uh, don't win this game if they don't win this game. But again, I, I, think, I think everybody realizes that they've got to get back to where they were. And 
And they're going to, they got some guys and veterans on the team that are going to push people to do that as well. Yeah. And to your point, coming off a season like they did last year, the expectations were very high. Before we let you go, Howard, you're out there in Tampa. Yeah. There were some concerns potentially about rain in the area during the week. What is the weather like today? <laughs> you know, it's, I went out and walked a little while ago. It's the, the rain, it's not a heavy rain. It's off and on, and that's when it's going to be tonight. But uh, I don't think it'll affect the players. It will be my seventh game standing in the rain in some part tonight so because i have to be on the sideline so at this point i don't even care if it's cold then i care it's not going to be cold Count your blessings so, you're not in uh, buffalo right yeah oh my gosh <laughs> oh there's no hey no count my blessings i wasn't in kansas city yeah oh can you yeah, imagine that go, with Howard. a wind chill about minus 20 there's no yeah. way I could have stayed on the side. I, I don't know what I would have done. It was brutal. But no, it's hey, listen, if it, it's not going to rain that hard if it does the way I the way I understand it. So we'll see. Keep crushing it out there. Thank you so much Thank for doing you, this Howard. today. Enjoy the game. All right, thanks. You got it. All right, take care. Yeah, and again, Howard will be on the broadcast today doing sideline sports radio ninety four WIP. You can also catch him on the TV side locally, Fox twenty nine. Thank you, Howard Eskin, for joining us. We will be back resetting for hour two on the Lombardi line when we return. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 